0: Welcome to the Website Coach podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 85 of the Website Coach podcast. This week, I want to talk about three ways a good website can help your business. And this was sparked off being at a networking event recently. We were speed networking and only had a couple of minutes to talk about what we do with each person. There were loads of new faces, which was fantastic. But what really struck me was how many people that I hadn't met before assumed a website was all about SEO. That's search engine optimization or getting found via Google and other search engines if you didn't know. But that's really underestimating what a good website can do for you and your business. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you may have heard me talk about the ways a website can benefit you before. Notably in episode 16, 7 Reasons Why You Need a Website. Yes, I know I'm only going to talk about three this time. There are four more, but the, this week, What I want to do is talk about the very direct ways a good website can help you and your business, because it's not just about SEO. So I want to talk about three tangible ways a good website, note the use of the word good, can benefit you and your business. So the first way is it can attract people who don't know about your business, and that is through SEO. So that's getting found on Google and other search engines. That's when somebody types into the search box, whatever it is that they're looking for. If it's relevant, you want to come up. When somebody's searching for a business like yours on Google, you want to be found. And pretty much the only way is if you have a website. So having a website allows you to reach potential clients that wouldn't otherwise know about you. Or maybe have forgotten about you. Obviously, that's hugely important. Now, your social media may come up on a Google search for you or your business name. But if you want to come up for, for example, yoga class Seven Oaks, if you're a yoga teacher, then you need a website to do this. Or you need to subscribe to a directory which lists yoga classes in Seven Oaks. And obviously, a directory is going to list lots of different yoga classes in Seven Oaks. You really want it to be your website that comes up to get you noticed. Hence, having a website is much better than being on a directory. So having a website allows you to be found by more people, specifically people searching for a business like yours on Google and other search engines. But, sorry to say, that just having a website, even one that's been professionally built, is not in itself enough to come up in search. And it's certainly not enough to come at the top of search. There are billions of websites now. It's competitive. Everybody wants to get their business found through Google. And for some businesses, it's going to be really difficult to get to the top of page one of Google for the kinds of terms people search for. And very few clients are likely to find them that way. Now, if we take the yoga example, yoga teacher or yoga class seven oaks is something people looking for a yoga class in seven oaks would search for. And crucially, you've got a pretty good chance of being able to get to the top of page one of Google because although it's competitive, I don't know, there might be 15 or 20 yoga teachers in seven oaks. It's still not that competitive and there are certainly things that you can do to get ahead of them. But if you offered, say, online yoga and wanted to get found by people searching for online yoga or yoga online across the UK or even beyond that, then that's much more competitive and it's difficult for a smaller business to achieve. It's dominated by bigger names that can invest a lot more time and money in SEO. I met somebody at that same networking event who described herself as a money coach for women going through the menopause. I'm not sure people looking for her services would be searching menopause money coach. In fact, I'm not sure what they would be searching for. And she would be much better getting clients at networking events, certainly networking events that were full of her ideal client, which was a bit like the one that I'm talking about, and also through social media and even PR. That's not to say a website wouldn't be a worthwhile investment for her. I just wouldn't be investing in a website purely to get found by people searching on Google, if I was her. But if you do run a business that people would be looking for on Google, then a website will give you a chance of reaching them. Now, sadly, there is no magic wand that I, or anybody else, waves over a website for SEO. Certainly, anybody who promises to rank you at the top of Google, well, I was going to say they're lying, that might be a little unfair, they might be able to get you to the top of Google, but if they're going to get you to, I'm not sure I would trust them to get you to the top of Google, and I certainly wouldn't trust that you would stay there. Because Google is looking to rank the results in a way that is best for the people searching. It doesn't want to be manipulated. If someone is searching for a yoga teacher in Seven Sevenoaks, that is what it wants to give them. And it wants to give them the best list of yoga teachers in 7 Eggs. It certainly doesn't want to give them a personal trainer or a teacher based elsewhere. Now, I've got several episodes of this podcast talking about how to rank on Google. So check out episodes number four, which is how to get your website found on Google. Episode 34, seven effective SEO tips you can implement. And episode 61, can you do your own SEO? These have all got lots of tips for how you can rank on Google. But I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> the key is to make sure you talk about what it is you want to rank for. Don't just mention it in a list of, say, 20 places you cover. And it's really interesting how many people, when they write their website copy, do not talk about the kind of thing that they want to get ranked for. So that yoga teacher in 7 for example... If they want their home page to rank for Yoga Seven Oaks, they've got to make sure they're talking about both Yoga and Seven Oaks on that page, and certainly in things like the titles as well. And most people don't do that. SEO isn't easy, um, but there are some easy things that you can do or you can outsource that will help. And if you want to do more, then call in the professionals, but be aware. SEO is very time-intensive, so it is not cheap. The second benefit of having a website is converting people who land on your website into paying clients. Because there is absolutely no point whatsoever having lots of visitors to your website, be that from SEO efforts or otherwise, if they don't become clients. It's like a leaky bucket that you pour water into the top, but you don't get a lot from it. So visitors may have found your website via SEO or some other means, for example, social media, in the press, at a networking event, or via a friend's recommendation. And they're taking a look at your website. If they're the right fit for you, you want them to buy, book a call, schedule an appointment, or something else that is the next logical step in working with you. And for me, this is your website's most important role. Because as I say, there is no point wasting time and or money in SEO or any other form of marketing if they're not going to become clients. And this is a role that I specialize in. It's actually not as simple as you might think. But it's one that if you get a, for example, a 10% increase in the number of people converting, then you can then invest money in getting more people to your website. So people who might buy from you or become clients, don't just land on your website and do exactly that. Conversion rates are actually pretty low. It's normally about 4%. And some of that is people who are never going to become clients. Um, But some of that is people who are your ideal client, but they choose not to click on whatever button to take that next logical step. So, people who land on your website, they're interested, but you need to nudge them over the line. And there are lots of reasons that they might not become clients. So, for example, they might think that you don't work with people like them or you can't help people like them. So, I've used this example before, but it's, I think, a very relevant one and very easy to relate to. If I was looking for a personal trainer, and I went on somebody's website and it was full of people in their 20s um, who looked very fit or they had testimonials from people who were had been at the Olympics as a, an athlete, for example. Um, I would think that's not for me. Okay. That's, you know, I'm in my 50s. Um, I'm a woman who's probably carrying, well, who is carrying more weight than I really should be. And I'm not particularly fit. So I wouldn't choose somebody like that. I would think that that, personal trainer was not for me. I wouldn't be impressed by all those very fit people that they were training. Well, I might be impressed, but it, it wouldn't nudge me over the line. And similarly, if their website was full of images and content about helping elderly people with mobility issues, then I would also think that's not me. That doesn't help somebody like me. And obviously, if they tried to cover the whole lot, <laughs> I might still not be convinced because I would think, well, you can't work with people who are Olympians, very elderly people and me and do a great job for all of them. So people need to th- see that you work with people like them and be convinced that you help people like them. Another reason they might not become a client is they might get distracted. Well, don't spend a long time on website. And often when they're on a website, I don't know whether you've ever done this, they'll suddenly remember something else they need to do. Or a notification will pop up on their phone and suddenly you've lost them in a sea of social media. People do not spend very long, so you've got to capture their attention quickly. Another reason they might not become a client is they might get bored or lost in a sea of irrelevant information. And I get quite cross. Well, not that cross, to be honest, but I get quite cross. When people tell me the purpose of their website is for people to take a look around and get to know me better, people do not do that. They're busy. They want to know if you can help them, how, other people you've helped just like them, and what they need to do next. Another reason they might not become clients is they don't see the value in what you offer. And this is a big one. It's not a case of necessarily price, but it's more a case of them just not seeing the value in your offer. Another reason is they might not get the information they need to know to take that next step. Don't assume people will contact you for information that's missing. Because if other people are clearer, then they're going to choose from them. So, for example, if they're hunting for, say, wedding cakes and they need a wedding cake that's vegan and they look at 10 different websites and three of them mention that they cater for vegans and the others don't mention it at all, then... They're going to shortlist those three. They're the ones they're going to be interested in. And it's only if they think they can't help them that they might contact some of those other seven to ask them whether they cater for vegans, because they might well do, but they haven't made it clear on their website. And the other reason I'm going to talk about just now is that they might not know what the next step is or how to take it. I know I have personally given up on a fair few websites when I see the only option To call them to make a booking. And when I'm on a website at 10 o'clock, I'm not going to be calling anybody to make a booking, unless it's a restaurant or a hotel, because I assume they have got better things to do at that time of day or night. So if you set your website up right, then your website can become your best marketing tool. Obviously, it works 24 7, and it can convince website visitors who are interested in working with you. That you really are the right person for them. And a good website can do that. One that's not properly thought through will not, or at least not to the same extent. So, the third and final major benefit of having a website is saving time. And there are three ways that a website does that. Firstly, it filters visitors for you so you don't need to spend your own time which is precious, with people who are never going to be clients. A good website should put people off who are not the right fit for you. Yes, you heard that correctly. A good website will put some people off. Now, you're not going to get this right initially, or probably not going to get this right initially. But if you find you're getting calls or emails from people who are clearly not the right fit for you, then go back and work harder at making it clear who you do work for. One of my clients makes luxury wedding cakes. They are stunning and they taste amazing. I have been privileged to be able to taste some of her cakes. A lot of work goes into them. She would be wasting her time talking to wedding couples who are looking to spend, say, £100 on a cake because she is never going to persuade them to spend the multiple of £100 that she charges. Or even if she did, she would probably feel quite uncomfortable. It's not just price, though. It can be the area you cover. So I'm working with another client at the moment, and their current website has a map showing the area they cover, which is the whole of the South East. They're based in Kent. So they're going up to Buckinghamshire, Berkshire, etc. And the reality is, Almost all of their clients come from a relatively small geographic area, not even the whole of Kent. They don't want to be trekking across London or going a hundred miles for a small job, which means they don't want to go out and quote for those. So one of the things we're doing when we're redoing their website is narrowing that area down. It can also be the type of work. Though so I used to get asked if I could tweak websites other people had built or finish off one someone had built themselves and got into difficulties with. You know the kind of thing. It won't take long, I've built most of it, just got stuck with a couple of bits. Oh, I still get those occasionally, but I get them far less, because my website is clear, I think, (laughs) that what I do is design and build websites. I'm not a website fix service. The second way is it gives people who are the right fit Enough information so when they do contact you, you would expect them to be 90% of the way to have made a decision to work with you. I know I have a very high conversion rate when people have a discovery call with me. It's not 100%, but it is very high. And it's not because I strong arm them on the call. I certainly do not do that. In fact, I'm more likely to put people off or tell them the reasons they shouldn't work with me. But because they know the important information beforehand. For example, the investment that they need to make, the cost of a website. Because that's clearly set out on my website. And very often, they've already made up their mind to work with me. The call is really just confirmation. And the third reason is related to that. A good website gives people information so they don't need to contact you to ask. So you don't need to repeat yourself over and over, obviously saving time. And by this, I mean information like opening hours, if you've got a physical premise, a map, if that's relevant, prices, process, etc. Anything you regularly get asked should be included on your website. This can help persuade someone that you can help them too, because they know, for example, you cater to vegans. If you were silent on this, as I mentioned earlier, you might assume that you don't, or at the very least, choose from those who do make it clear. So that is three ways a good website can help you and your business. Yes, it can help you find clients that, you, that wouldn't otherwise find you through SEO. But more importantly, a good website can help persuade the right people who visit your website that you really are the right person to help them. It doesn't matter whether they find you through SEO, social media or via a friend recommendation. A website is the best marketing tool you have to persuade someone who knows you do something that you might be able to help them into becoming clients or at least taking that next logical step. And finally, a good website can save you time. Save you answering the same questions over and over and save you the time of talking to people who are never going to be clients. And if your website isn't doing these, then get in touch. As I mentioned, I design and build websites. I don't fix websites built by others. And as I'm recording this, we currently have some spaces to start work at the end of May and beginning of June. And then we have no more spaces until September. So that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I've got another guest interview next week, so that's a really good one for you to look forward to. Have a great week and I will see you next week.